bring me shelter I will not harm you Bring me shelter, please Bring me shelter I will not harm you I would shelter you People would do anything for their families It could happen to anyone anytime Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on maps. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo and when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees. I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. Welcome to this little show. Uh, we, we are recording this show for Refugee Radio at the No Vacancy Gallery. This event is part of the Human Rights, Arts and Film Festival um, 2019. And uh, we are doing this as part of the uh, Melbourne Artists for Asylum Seekers exhibit. Um, that is part of the event. So welcome to the show. Today we have, um, we're going to be speaking to two artists who are both from Sri Lanka. So Ravi, welcome. Uh, Ravi has been on a long journey of the soul, not just an external journey. He has remained sweet and strong even after years of suffering. He is a survivor and a beautiful and talented human being. In Sri Lanka, Ravi was a Tamil TV presenter. He has now become a poet and an artist as well. He fled Sri Lanka but drew definitive policies, was again incarcerated on Nauru for many years and later moved to immigration detention in Melbourne. He has recently been released. Ravi is a lead member of Writing Through Fences and has recently launched his book, From Hell to Hell. And Sri, welcome. Welcome to the show. Shirahan Ganeshan was a film photographer and journalist in Sri Lanka before fleeing the war. He documented many of the atrocities that occurred in the north and was forced to flee his homeland 15 years ago. Sri arrived in Australia by boat and spent six years in detention before his release in 2015. Sri lives in Melbourne and has been involved with MAFA since it started in Maita Detention Centre in 2013 and has participated in the briefcase exhibition at the Immigration Museum, the Whirling at the NGV and has works in the current show at No Vacancy. His main field is writing and he is working on this volume of poetry and stories called I See the Moon and the Moon Sees Me. Sri's writing has been published in Overland, Herald Mag, Writing Through Fences, The Key of Sea Journal, and Writing from Below. He has also produced recordings of his poetry in Tamil, which has been broadcast in France. That's very cool. Um, so, would you like to talk a little bit about the situation in Sri Lanka? 
um, and the Tamil do a little introduction on um, the Tamil refugees and the situation there right now. Um, Siloka is a pretty country. It's very pretty. I left um, six years before because of the war. It's like a th 33 years war was end up uh, 2009 September at some point. That's war against to my ethnic. It's mean I'm Tamil. It was it was a rope. It, the war was created by Sinhalese government. It's the majority people in Sri Lanka. So they they were created the war. And then they killed more than 150,000 people end of the war, civilians. And then after 10 years, now what's going on in Sri Lanka? They created another problem against another ethnic people. It's, it's completely against Muslims. They're my neighbors, they're my friends, they're my family. And then now they put the main topic, IS doing everything. I didn't know much about that, but it's happening now under this government, under the Sri Lankan government. It's a Sinhalese government. Recently, on Easter Sunday, there was a 10 blasts happened and around my city, near my place, just 3 kilometers away from my place. My mom is still living there. And I was really worried and I couldn't contact with them because they banned all the Facebook and everything's just gone. And I was really worried. And they were targeted only the church. And then they were targeted all uh, orders and then mosques and everything. It's, it's completely against another ethnic war against Muslims. That's what I wish. Because the government is Sinhalese majority. They said Muslims and Chinese, they can't live here. Tamils has to go to India and then Muslim has to go to Arabic countries. That's what they they just put this all this stuff and bring this all the um, political gains against minority people. So now it's not safe at all even Tamil or Sinhalese or Muslim doesn't matter, we are from Sri Lanka. He has now said to return back home. That's the mainly main problem at the moment in there. This is the briefly I'm telling about the Sri Lanka. So otherwise the country is I miss my country. I really, really miss my country. And I miss my friends. My friend. And then now I'm always scared. What's going to be happening in the next minute, next minute, next minute? I don't know where we're going to end up with this. Thank you. Um, on that note, um, I know that the both of you have spent a lot of time in detention um, and that there are still many uh, Tamil asylum seekers currently in detention. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about what their situation is right now? Yes, um, there's a um, offshore and onshore. And we got an officer, Maru and Manus especially. It, normally detention is not healthy. It's kind of mentally torture. Because we never know what's going to be happening. And then now lots of people getting 
fed their refugee the clients and then they might send back deported to back home. It's not safe. And then people are very confused and they're suffering and in pain and emotional and then every day try to kill themselves or self-harm. It's happening at all the detention centers, not just only in Nara and It's happening in uh, Christmas Island and then Maita, below. And then this policy is saying, okay, we stop the boat because people are dying in the water. What the hell are you doing? You, you let people die, die in the detention center. The last six years, do you know how, you got any ideas how many people died in a detention center? There's a 16 people died in a detention center. I can, I can give you a name and everything. It's still in Nauru, there's a 46 Tamil people there with included two families and then 16 men in Manus. There's a 16 men in Manus, they're over seven years there and then six of them, they're waiting to get their refugee client and others, they got rejection. And then they still, they just immigration keep telling them you can't go to Australia, you can't go to America, you can't go you have to go back home and then now it's this coming again that they got their power and then I'm so scared and I'm so worried I know what's going to be happen next couple of weeks especially who got rejection not in just on the detention center People who are living in the community too. There's a more than more than 700 channels got rejection in Australia, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, and everywhere. Now they are, they the cases on the federal court. When they have a federal court on case, they not they don't have a visa. They can get them any time to detention center. They can deport at any time. I'm so scared. What's, I'm, I'm thinking. I hope they might change the law or something, they might give the chance or they might reopen the case or something and do some favor. Because we just left our country to seeking somewhere to having a good life. Because I don't want to leave my country, it's death not comes to tidying my life. Why I want to leave my mom? Why I want to leave my country? Why I want to leave my friends and everything? I just gave me a nothing. And even even I can't call my name. If, if I want to go to the immigration, and then if I had an appointment or something, anything, they just straight away asking, what's your board number? They're not asking my name. The first thing, I lost my name here. And then it was changed to number. This is not a healthy policy. We need to, we, we need to do something to change everyone's life, especially refugees. And excellency customers. It's a huge human rights abuse at the moment in Australia. I never thought Australia is going to be like this. Because I I I, I had a huge dream about Australia. I just thought Australia means is the best humanity. And now we are slowly disappearing with that. It just slowly, slowly, the humanity is despairing from this country. And the elections 
last night are not going to help that at all. Are you um, <laughs> are you worried even more now? Yeah. Because I really thought, oh, Labour gonna come and then they're gonna change something. Because I know this government is against the refugees. They use this topic for politics. I had when the liberal way, when I just break down and I straight away thought, what's going to be happening to people who got rejected? I'm in seven years. I'm still waiting to get my visa. Still, I'm waiting to get my interview with immigration. It's, they said fast track. What's the meaning of fast track? If you posted something and it's come come to your place three days or four days, or you post someone to fast track and it's going three days or one week within a week, that's mean fast track. So I'm waiting six years in, under this fast track to get my visa. That's they call policy is said fast track. Because it's, it's everything, it's make people to emotionally torture, they're torturing slowly, 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 and then they need to see the death and their happiness. That's, 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 that's what these policies do. I don't know, I, I hope and wish this government will do something and change the policies and bring something with people living in a detention center more than 10 years. I know one of my friends. It's in my life. It's just like reminding his 11th year, I think. Ruben? <laughs> it's, it's hard how people can survive that. Yeah, hopefully change will come. Thank you. Thank you, Ravi. That was very informative. Um, and now we'll move on to art. You're both artists. Um, Sri, and you, you do film as well. How has it helped you? You've, you have been through a lot and you are still going through a lot. How does art help you deal with how you're feeling or with how you, how you are struggling? Myself? Yeah, yeah your, yourself. And then we can also talk about others. But we'll do yourself first. Um, my life not so hard how many days, but if I leave the uh, one story, sometime next generation will read it, my story, maybe understand it. So, other thing is that when I was at the Tunin Center, I came, uh, I wrote many poetry and story my, from my language, then I write to uh, Translator. I asked someone. I asked. I asked translating to English. Into yeah. English. Then uh, people English me. Uh, this is good idea. Mm. There, there is um, amazing writing, but I never agree because I don't know how it's valued my writing. Uh, I never uh, say lie because always I just have my experience. Because in returning center, uh, it's a different title. It's a detention center, but prison, yeah? Who lost uh, money? You? Who lost life? Yeah. So I lost the relationship, I lost the community, I lost everything. 
Nobody not torture me, but I torture myself. And art helped you to deal with those feelings? Creating films or...? Yeah, it's, uh, so when I go to upset, I take a pen, I write something. Then uh, I read it back. Maybe I leave it, maybe I go to the bin. Then, then I thought this divide, uh, divide, then I recover it again. That is a good way for me. But other people, no. What about you, Ravi? How did it help you? Mm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not an artist or I'm not a boy back home. And then this detention system, and then this, this system is changed me to do something. And when I was in Nauru, I really, English is my third language. And I saw the message from Peter Dutton said, Refugee came here and they can't speak English, they can't do anything, and they took Australian's work. If you are lazy, I can't work for you. That's not second. And then I took that challenge, I want to do something. And I stand up myself. And then I couldn't find a way to dealing with my anxiety and depression. And then always creation is best weapon to fighting against your anxiety and depression. Doesn't matter, writer or filmmaker, artist, even if you have cooked something in your home, it also creates, make you stress free. So when I got stressed now and I go, I had haircut and buy some nice clothes yeah, and just finish. So I find the way to dealing with my anxiety and depression inside the detention center with writings and artwork. So I started writing in English because if I write in a Tamil, that's my my Tamil community doesn't care what's going to be happen. It's true, to be honest, I have to be. And mostly Australians wants to know what's going on in a detention center, in offshore islands. And I started writing because I made good friends with my pen and paper. And I started sharing with them all this. Still I'm writing. Still I'm writing. And yeah, I just what's in my mind, I give the words for that. And what's in my heart, I give the art for that. It's become a art and and then they came to my turn and I started to I, 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 really I, to be honest, I'm not an artist, I'm not a poet. I can't accept it. And then every time because 24 hours is a depression, stress life in a detention center. We never know what's going to be happening. So I used my time to create. The creation is, I took that weapon, pen and paper to create and let people to know, get good knowledge about how refugees and SLM seekers living in a detention center. And I, I got, huge turnout and I got that very very successful and always I writing like a crazy writing writing and sell them and I thought okay I'm gonna publish the book and give it to people to read it's not my book is not just letters it's all each letter is tears 
of the refugees and the citizens. That's what I feel. All the time when I touch my book, I feel my God. This is tea I collect all everyone's tears and bonded with book and give it to people. Feel. Feel it. Feel it. That's the system. That's the system break innocent people who seeking asylum. We seeking asylum here. People just like you. Like me. So I use my creation to coping with this all stress and anxiety. Thank you, Ravi. Um, there are a lot of people who know what is going on or have listened to you and your, both your stories and want to help. Um, what can they do to help or get involved? Like whether it's um, going to the exhibits that Martha puts on or speaking to people, in your opinion, what can people do to help? If, if you're interested, please visit Manta. Try to look in there. Then you can understand how it's run by the detention center. Because uh, many steps you need to uh, done, then you go to Maita. You, you need to say, you need to look in for reality what happening. Maybe I, sh I tell my story, you understand different. Because, different, because both different lifestyle, yeah, different understanding, but please go to the uh, visit the tenant center, looking them. Uh, when you you decide how is you can help all of them. If you think you can help, please use your your pen and your voice. Thank you. Would you like to say anything about that, Ravi? Yeah. This is your country. We just came here to because we are helpless. Because when we left, everything back home, we are nothing. We came here because we trust you. Because we know you're going to be helped. You're going to be accepted. You're going to be hold our hands and say, you are my friend. You are my neighbor. And then you're going to be so your compassion and kind and love. I'm not telling to go and do the protest against the government, stand, no, I'm not telling that. Use your humanity, show your humanity to care the people and then you might got more ideas to what I want to do. What I want to do, stand, you, you can stand on behalf of me, behalf of my friends and to see it's not just on this Australia, it's happening, it's happening all around the world. My culture is my, um, it's kind of, it's a perfume, like I'm using all this, it's very good smell, I'm spread everywhere, wherever I go. My food, my language is, I'm cooking my young food, my cultural food. Yeah? If you are enjoying the rainbow, there's no point you are talking about this skin color. I can say, hold our hands, call, you are my friend, you are my neighbor, and we can make a great Australia. So you are you. 
thank you. Thanks to you both. Um, as mentioned by Sri, um, you can go and visit. There are groups that help to organize visiting detention centers. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Um, as you mentioned, it's very difficult. They, they change things all the time. Um, they, they run, they do drug tests on your clothes. Sometimes this test comes up positive for whatever reason, and then you don't get let in. Um, they constantly change the um, types of ID you have to bring in. You have to bring in 100 points of ID, but there are um, beautiful human beings out there who help organize and tell you what ID you have to bring, what documents you have to sign, what forms you have to fill out, how long before you have to do that, um, and they actually go in together and give you names. So you also have to have a name of a person you're trying to visit, um, and they will give you that too. Okay, questions. Yeah, would anyone like to ask any questions? No questions. Freedom is an easy word to say, uh, easy. I can't say the easy freedom, but that is a big dream. I don't know uh, freedom, how is freedom, I don't know, because I never getting that one. That is a dream. Uh, hope. Today also I work up. Then I thinking, oh, I, I will make a big challenge my life. I need to do something. I need to need to fight my life because yesterday my hope is a different. Today my hope is a change. Now I need to need to do something. I need to make a hope myself. I need to forward my life. And you, Ravi, what does hope and freedom mean to you? Yeah, freedom means to me is pure oxygen when I'm breathing. But for me, it's a freedom at the moment in Australia. Like, I got a young piece of friend of me, my hands and legs are tight. Got what I mean? I have a freedom in front of me, I can't see that. But I'm mostly sometimes I give up. We have to give up in life to get strength and again to work and stand up, get more hope. But my freedom is I will feel when my other friends from Naru and Manus and all the detention center, when they got all released and settled in Australia, I might feel my freedom. But my hope is I never ever going to be give up with fighting, I will do that. Even I will give up for a minute and I will get up next minute and do that. But I hope one day, this is my huge dream. I got a two dreams in my life. I just want to see my mom once again and then I want to see all my friends got out from the detention center spread their wings and find the trees. That's too great. That's my hope.
Thank you, Ravi. Thank you both very much, and thank you all for being here and for listening um, and joining us on Refugee Radio. Thank you.